You are listening to the Mimi B Podcast, a lifestyle podcast that is designed to help you transform your life and become the best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, we talk about health, personal growth, career, and pretty much everything else it takes to become the best you there is. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard. I own the online magazine, Mimi B, and I create courses on how you can upgrade your life to the next level. Every single one of us has the ability to produce extraordinary results in our lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Hey guys, today I'm here with Daniel Chidiak. He is the author of the international best-selling book, Who Says You Can't, You Do. He's based in Australia, so we're chatting over the computer today. How are you doing, Daniel? Thank you so much for coming on. It feels like we've been wanting to do this for ages. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been like six months. Not long. Literally not too six long. months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know how we've, uh, we've managed to do it, but we've just, it's just synced. It's finally synced. And I'm doing well, except for being uh, except for being rained on on my coastal walk. I'm in Sydney at the moment, so I'm here for a bit of a getaway, and um, went for my w- morning walk. If anyone's ever been to Sydney, they'd know the Bondi to Bronte walk, and yeah, just got rained on. So uh, a bit wet, but but we made it. <laughs> <laughs> we made it we made finally. It. That's kind of nice walking around the coast when it's raining. I feel like I'd kind of enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it woke me up. It was good. It was good. I was going to go for a swim, but I think the water was like a little bit cold. But I was like, you know what? Got a power walk. Got to get ready. And um, yeah, it sort of added a little bit to it and just like buzzed me into it. And my double shot coffee sort of helped as well, which was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Canada right now, and there's snow on the ground, and it is gray and gross. So consider yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And I'm complaining about going for a coastal walk. How's that? <laughs> Oh my gosh, come Both on. Both problems. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. Yes, let's get into your story because I actually read your book and I've um, told my followers that I read your book as well when I when I read it last year and it's incredible and I love self-development, personal growth uh, books and they're a passion of mine. I love to read them. I'm in the middle of writing one myself and I am just so interested in your story because you've been through the most incredible transformation, it seems. And I think it's such an incredible story. And I I would love it if you could share it with the audience. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard to sort of pinpoint exactly where to start because, you know, I mean, we all go through things in our life from when we're young. And and I had, you know, I had a pretty good upbringing. I had had everything given to me. My parents showed me a lot of love. Um, My parents didn't have much money growing up, so I didn't have everything given to me. So I had to work, you know, from I had a job since I was 14. I actually worked at McDonald's. That was my first job. I was a Macca's boy. Love it. <laughs> we say Macca's in Australia, by the way. I think in the UK they say Mickey. Oh. They say Mickey D's. Oh, Mackie D's. Mickey D's. D's. Yeah, we yeah. say Mickey D's or Macca's. So that's Mackers, a bit of it. Yeah. So that. I worked there, um, and you know, had everything like sort of provided for me and stuff. But you know, holidays and businesses, I had to I had to open up myself and work for. So you sort of feel the full brunt of that too, because you've got nothing to really fall back on. Um, so yeah, started working and. To cut the story a little bit shorter, when I was 19, I uh, was doing commerce at university, which seems like some worlds apart from what I'm doing now, but that was what I thought I had to do, you know, in school, because you've got to pick what you want to do for the rest of your life when you're 16 or 17 years old. The system sort of... Ex- yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, you're yeah. still a kid and you're still learning and you're still evolving and you're growing and... Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's pretty taxing on the mind and, like, even looking back now on the pressures of today and all this stuff on Instagram to be successful and whatever. Like people don't always show 
exactly what's going on in their life either. So people get a misrepresentation of what success is, I guess. Um, not everyone shows the hardships. Mm. But, yeah, so I just one day I just literally packed up my books and left. I remember sitting in the lecture room and the, you've, if you've read the book, you know, you would have known that this part's in there. Um, I just sort of, yeah, I, it just wasn't for me. And I was sort of like that. I lived on impulse. So I literally just picked up my books and left. Didn't have a clue what I wanted to do, but I just knew I didn't want to be there. And I'm not advising that for everybody. And I say this on interviews, like don't just you know do that because I'm saying it. But, you know, you need to have a bit of a passion for what you do as well. And that needs to grow. And then I had all these kinds of jobs. Mm. I had a marketing job. I was doing like face-to-face marketing, et cetera. Nothing really fulfilled me. I had a sales job, which I was pretty good at and succeeded in at a young age, but that still didn't fulfill me. And I went to Europe with my brother one year and uh, we saw a clothing brand there. Um, to, yeah, it was actually in Italy, in Bologna, and we really liked it. So we, I say stupidly now, got a loan out from the bank and they were stupid for giving us a loan. They gave us a $70,000 loan and that was unsecured. So like we literally had no security. If we lost the money, that was it. They gave it to us on a business plan, which I think is like insane because they'd never do that these days. They gave it to two kids. And yeah, we started that business for three years and everything was going okay. And then the GFC hit in 2008. And maybe if you had a lot of Mm. younger listeners, they might not really remember the full brunt of that. But yeah, that was pretty hard to deal with. And and Italy got hit really bad. So what they did was they put all the prices up in the factory that we were getting the clothes from. We started an importing, exporting business. And I had a shop in Melbourne as well, um, which we opened up on weekends for retail and we distribute around Australia. And the GFC hit. So by the time we got the clothes from Italy, they were going to be way too expensive to like sell. So there wasn't really a market for it. And then sort of the, the Chinese clothing sort of boom and the internet era. So that really hit my ego because I was 22 at that, at that stage and I had, yeah, a debt that I had to pay off. So it's not the best start to life, you know, you've had a business and then, and then you've mm. had this big hit, but um, yeah, I had to pay that off. But I just remember thinking when I was even having these jobs, like digging holes, like li- literally digging holes, I'm not even joking you. And just thinking in my head, something's going to change. Something's going to get better. And I think I always had that within me, like regardless of what's going on, as hard as it is and as much as I'm being knocked around, I just hold on to something. And I'm like, I don't know what it is, what's next, but I'm like, something's going to get better. God's going to show me something. And you know, my belief in God is sort of like a connective thing with a connected thing with everything around. Um, and it's within me as well. But this energy, this sort of super intelligence is going to show me the way and I believe that's deep, deep within me. And, um, and yeah, mm-hmm. so that sort of always pulled me through. And I, that's the, the main point is that I didn't know what I wanted to do next or what was going to happen, but I just kept saying it to myself. Something's going to change. Something's going to get better. And within that time, it was a pretty dark time as well, um, I was awakened. And I say that, you know, it's really hard to explain. People say, what do you really mean by that? Um, I felt like my mind was enlightened and this cloth had been taken off, um, you know, off my eyes and I was able to see clearly and I put all the pieces of the puzzle together in my life and I sort of became at peace with where I was. I realized it all led me up to this point to realizing that I want more in life and I'm not going to give up and whatever it takes I'm going to do and I think that's, you know, a pivotal point in anyone's life and started writing. So I was waking up like four in the morning, this little voice in my head as I was becoming awakened and I'd wake up and look at things and they would be more beautiful than I'd ever seen them before. And 
I'd cry over things that I'd once laugh at, you know, like I sort of had a lot more empathy and, and felt a lot more and, yeah, mm. felt my connection with the world. So I started watching. You were alive. Yeah. You are finally yeah, for feeling sure, alive. For sure, because I, didn't, I never knew the power of my thoughts. I never knew. I just was sort of, you know, the cliche statement, you're on autopilot, but it's so true. You just think and that you, and you mm. think you have to feel a certain way because you just sort of feel and you don't realize that a lot of that does come from your thoughts. So if you can think about what you're thinking about, as crazy as that sounds, <laughs> and it, it will drive you nuts for a while, I'm telling you now. It will drive you. I thought I was going crazy when my thoughts were like really loud, when the volume was up and I was seeing them all. But it's the best thing because you actually do retrain your subconscious mind because um, I think, you know, the world that we live in, there is like a negative a real negative thing to it where you grow up having all these limiting thoughts and beliefs and, and et cetera. So you've got to like crush them and you've got to break them into a million pieces and then, you know, you find yourself. So yeah, I started that and was just writing and writing and writing and had never written anything in my life before. And, you know, I still say to people, I don't even know if I'm writing, if I'm doing it correctly. I don't know. I just write what I think. That's all. It's just unfiltered. I just let it out. Um, and then, you know, I go and structure it and stuff afterwards. But, uh, but yeah, that's how it sort of started was writing. And then, yeah, that's, that's and incredible. Now here we are. So you didn't write no, as a kid, no. you didn't like in school and stuff. No, you were no. never and a writer. I, I thought I was the, the least creative person ever. Like I didn't think I had any creative ability whatsoever. I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. I thought I had no skills, like no real skills, nothing, you know, just like a lot of people these days, like, I don't know what to do. I don't really have any skill in anything. I don't have an expertise in anything. Either did I. But I found something and I stuck to it and it made me feel good when I did it and I just pursued it all the way to the end. And, you know, there were so many times of doubt and people even saying to me, like, you're crazy. When I first started writing, I rang up my brother and I was like, you know, I know what I'm here to do. I'm going to write a book and it's going to be big and it's going to change people's lives. I just felt it. And... He was like, yeah, cool, man, cool. But, you know, you got to get into work because <laughs> we started, you know, started like another mm. business in that time. And, um, yeah, like he, of course, he always believed in me and so did people around me. But there was, of course, there was always a bit of skepticism, I think, from outside people's views as well. Like who's going to listen to you? I got that one. You know, how many books are there in the world? How many unsuccessful writers are there? You need to get a job. You need to work. But I like I stuck it out and I did it really hard and I just believed in what I did and I went full ball at it and I think that's really important um, and the vision too. I would literally close my eyes and imagine having my book in my hand well before it was ever released. I would imagine it being on bookshelves. I would imagine people emailing me telling me how much they've changed my life. I had how much changed their life. So it was like yeah, it's um it's all about the vision. That is insane. Yeah. That, I just want to stop you right there. That is literally the most powerful thing ever. Everyone listening, this is so powerful. The power of visualization and actually feeling what you want before you have it. It just opens up your brain and it triggers your RAS system and it literally just opens up everything and it opens up so much opportunity and possibility. And how did you learn to do that? Because I learned how to do that through reading personal growth books like did you when you had this big epiphany let's go back to that because i have gone through yeah. something similar but a book triggered yeah, it for me okay. 
The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. That book triggered it for me. And it was the first personal growth book that I read. And I had that epiphany moment just like you did. But what was the thing that triggered it? And how did you well, learn all Well, to be honest, I've, I never really read many books and stuff like that. All went to seminars or anything. I think it was just from my experience. And I was thrown into this hole. And I think I w- it was meant to be that way. So my book would sort of, you know, have its own spin, I guess. I, I do believe in a bit of destiny as well. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's, we use both of them, which we may get into a bit later. But yeah, I feel like, um, so there was no real, looking back and thinking back, there was, I sort of looked into things as I was going along it. But I think what started it was just a reflection of my own life and going through a really hard time and hitting rock bottom and then sort of self-reflecting. And that's why I call it, like an awakening or whatever, but it's, it's it's sort of hard to put my finger on as to the exact thing. But um, there were definitely moments that sort of made me self-reflect and made me realize the power of my thoughts. And that sort of starts a snowball effect mm-hmm. into your knowledge and into your wisdom. So you, you start, you know, delving a little bit deeper. But, you know, I, I watched the, uh, what's it called, the secret documentary. So I didn't read the book. I watched that. And mm-hmm. that sort of reiterated to me like that I wasn't the only one that was experiencing this, crazy nutty thing that's i'm hearing my thoughts all day and all night so um and either there were times where i thought i was going crazy i was like what's going on like it's just it's weird it's weird but and you can and that's why i say to people it's either it happens through your experience or you can learn it through education and i think that's why i wrote my book because that can really tick it off no one can ever change your life for you you have to do that yourself but what you can do what they can do is start your journey give you a bit of a kick up the butt you know and say, hey, this is this is what's mm. going on. This is what people are doing out there who, you know, are living the life they want to live. Because you can read a million books, like I was saying, textbooks and go to university and study and have all the knowledge in the world. Um, but unless you know yourself and unless you find your own power and know what you're capable of, then, you know, to, to me, it means nothing. It can mean everything if you have that with you. But, you know, there's... You, you have to find this power within yourself. You have to find this wisdom and this knowledge um, and this eternal connection with everything and, and everybody. And I think, yeah, that mm. came from experience. Just, yeah, yeah so to answer your question, it, it came more from experience, mm. uh, from my own experience and delving deep within myself. But, you know, definitely, um, definitely know so many people who have learned it through reading books and going to seminars. So not against it, but just be weary, you know, just be weary of, of who you see and and whatever, the cost and et cetera, et cetera. You don't have to, you know, be going too crazy. There's things that, you know, it's it's within yourself. Look within yourself. The answers are within for sure. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I went to a Tony Robbins seminar last year and it was amazing, but it was so yeah, expensive. Yeah, he's, he's great though. He's great. <laughs> he's, he's so special. He he's, um, yeah, he's awesome at what he does. As far as seminars and stuff go, he's, yeah, he's crazy, that guy. Yeah, he's the best great. of the best. He's great. Yeah, it was very incredible. And you know what, I think, you know, for a lot of people, if they don't feel like they have the tools or the knowledge to even like, they don't even know where to start. I think books and seminars stuff are great, but you're right. Like you don't need to spend a lot of money to go through personal growth. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. And you know, I just want to get back to that point that we're talking about visualization, because you know, you made a you made a big point of it. And I think it is really special. And it's the main thing that's gotten me through. Um, Without setting up those visions, you don't really have any inspiration or motivation. They're the only things that are going to inspire you and motivate you really at the end of the day because you can feel them. 
And people say to me, oh, like I don't have any visions. Just make them. You know, even even if it is a material thing, things will follow from there. If you're like, I don't, I don't know, like I've wanted sort of, I, I want to be in a nicer house. I want to be making a lot more money. I want to be doing this, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, well, you've got to like sort of make a plan of it and what kind of house do you want and what kind of income do you want, et cetera. And then, you know, you have to visualize having that way before it's going to come. So that's, uh, that's definitely, yeah, the, the point that I want to make to everybody is that visualization is the most important thing for me because I think everything else follows. All right. Yeah. Yeah, but let's get into the specifics. How do you visualize? Do you do it in a meditation? Do you do it when you're in line at the grocery store? Do you do it um, through acting as if you're already that person you want to be? Like there are so many ways to kind yeah. of visualize and feel what you want in life. Okay, How I, do you do I it? sort of monitor it by the way I feel. If I'm feeling uneasy within myself or I'm feeling like I'm starting to doubt a little bit, then, well, this is now. At the start, I was doing it a lot more because you sort of, and I said, you sort of retrain your subconscious mind. Well, I believe like once you're sort of more knowledgeable in the area and you've and you've gone through it, you can you don't have to do it as much because your subconscious on autopilot then is sort of in a pretty good space. You know, so you don't have to all that you've got to do things. You've got to like set up things and I'm gonna do websites and write, etc. So I can't be thinking of the vision all day while I'm writing, you know. But I sort of monitor it now mm-hmm. with the way I feel. So if I'm feeling a little bit uneasy or if I feel like something's getting my attention that's taking it away from where I want to be. I will do it anywhere. Like you said, the supermarket, sometimes, you know, I'm walking and my eyes are open. I don't necessarily have to have my eyes closed or anything like that. Um, In the morning when I wake up, I go to that place and I'll go to a place where I'm holding that book or like I said, you know, and whatever it is, if you're a sportsman, if you're a sportsman or a sportswoman and you want to hold that trophy in your hand or, you know, you want to open up your own business and you want to visualize people coming into your shop and saying how great your clothes are that you're selling or whatever it is. It's just got to be positive. It's got to make you feel good. And you have to put yourself physically there. Imagine shaking their hand. Imagine taking their money and putting it in the till in your own business and feeling like you've accomplished something. Put yourself there wherever it is and monitor it by your feelings. So if you're feeling down or you're feeling like something's trying to take you away, that's when you have to do it the most. Actually, Conor McGregor, I saw Conor McGregor because he's Mm -hmm. really big on visualization as well. Um, he was speaking about, he was saying something like, it's a very easy for people to see where they want to go when everything's going great. But the difference between people that make it are the ones who can keep the vision even when things are going really bad. And it's really, yeah, and I it's so true. That. And it's so I true. That, that That is the difference between someone who's going to make it and someone who doesn't. Because it is, it is easy when things are going great. Um, but when you can hold on to that vision, I mean, even and I, and I write this in the book. Even when you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you still have to believe it's there. And that might sound like a bit of a. There's no, no other you have choice, to believe no it's there. Option. Even if you cannot see anything in front of you, even if you don't know the whole way, even if you don't even know what your next move is, you have to keep that vision. You have to just hold on to it as much as you can, and you know, physically force it in your head. I don't care if you have to scream, if you have to, you know, do whatever you got to do in your own sort of. Um, confined space but just do whatever you have to do to keep that vision and to hold it Um, and like I said that vision can be whatever you want Mm. get creative you know think what kinds of things you want break it down physically mentally emotionally whatever you want in life you know you have to you have to sort of have that vision or else um, it's it's not so much it's not like really it, it is a mystery 
it is definitely a mystery in, in the way things sort of present themselves when you think about it. But, you know, it can also be explained in the fact that if you don't, you know, have a target, what can you hit? You know, what are you going to hit? You shoot an arrow at it and there's no target. Where's it going to go? It can go anywhere. So, like, mm-hmm. you need to have sort of things and um, they can be grand. They can be really grand. Your mind's, are cre- like, so creative, you know. So you can just, just run away with it. Mm. Run away with it. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, human beings, we're goal uh, achievers. We, we are achievers. And that's in our nature. And if we're not growing, exactly. then we're dying. We're, there's no such thing as just standing still. You're either declining or yeah. growing, I believe. And we are goal-seeking creatures. So if, if we're not working towards something, we don't have a plan and we don't have a vision, we're just we're not even alive we're just on mm. autopilot like you said before and i totally agree with you and you know i i have a lot of people message me saying oh but mimi like what if you know somebody doesn't want to be this like big time entrepreneur or some big like you know famous singer or this or that like all you're saying cuz i i promote a lot of like yeah. motivational stuff like that as well and it's like you know what is like do we need no. to have big goals? What whatever if we just want. want to be like exactly. a mother or a teacher or whatever? It's like, yeah, you can literally be be whatever you want that that feeds your soul. Like you could be the most incredible uh, elementary school teacher and have a fulfilled exactly. life if that's really what you yeah. truly love. And it's just anything. It's just it, living through through every moment of your life with with happiness yeah. and joy and fulfillment. For sure, is, for sure. And secret, I still think, I think, you know, bringing, bringing an element of creation to it as well, as I think, like you said before, you know, I, I used to touch on those lines, like we're co-creators as well. You know, we're goal-orientated, we're goal but we're co-creators. And we are, you know, physically, we're evolving. I, I sort of, and this is a bit, you know, left of center, I guess, to some people, but I feel like we're all God-evolving in some way because we're all, you know, contributing to the creations of what's happening in this world. And I think that when you find that power to create, you really find the God within you and you feel so powerful and there's no better feeling than creating something out of nothing really. When you can actually realize and um, comprehend that what you've just seen in the physical realm you thought about beforehand. And I do a little exercise in my book, which you may have read, um, to do that. I say about getting out a piece of paper. Oh, oh, sorry, thinking about a piece of paper with your name written on it first and sit there and visualize it and then physically get out a pad, write your name on it and pick it up. And then I say to myself, well, hold on, where was that before it was on this physical piece of paper that I'm holding up now and looking at it? It was literally mm. only in my mind, but where did it exist before I physically wrote it? I saw it. It actually, it was nowhere, right? It was only in your mind. Is that true? <laughs> people think, oh, yeah. it was, it, it, totally. you confuse people when you say that. They're like, oh, it was, but it, it was there. I said, no, it wasn't. It was nowhere. It didn't even exist. Yeah. You literally yeah. thought about something, you did it, and now you're holding it in your hand and you're looking at it. And that's an easy Yeah, it didn't just show that's up right. and then, exactly. you know, you, right. you see it and, and we're doing yeah. that. We're, we are constantly doing that with our minds and we don't even realize. And we have to realize that. We have to come to that realization that our mind is creating. And, you know, like don't take it like, you know, in every sort of aspect that someone gets sick and you had thought about them being sick and now all of a sudden they're sick and you created that. No, no, no. You've got to use your common sense as well. We have common sense. And I think people lose that with this whole thinking positive thing and, you know, creating your dreams. People take it to the extreme and they lose their common sense. 
you know, look at what's real, look at what you know exists and, you know, use, use your sense in it as well. But, um, but things like that definitely do work, exercises like that. And that's, that's a very simplified thing, but you can do that on a really big scale. You might have to do a lot more work than just pulling out a piece of paper and writing your name on it. But we can create and we can achieve, um, you know, whatever we put in our mind, I believe. I completely agree with you, Daniel. I think that is so powerful. And that goes for success in our career and our personal lives. But it also, you know, I don't know if you've seen the documentary Heal on Netflix, and it's all about how your thoughts affect your body and healing yourself through your mind. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. No. Okay, you need to watch it. Cool. Obviously, you I've know Dr. Joe. I've lately. I probably should watch I'm not yes. a documentary sucker. I'm a sucker for a documentary, but yeah, I've been watching a lot of movies lately. Actually, I've been enjoying. Them. Cut yourself some slack. <laughs> but do you know um, Dr. Joe Dispenza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sort of mention him in my book as well. Yes, yes. So he is in this documentary, and obviously, you might know his story. And it's like he's completely healed himself when he was in this big accident and the doctors told him he was never going to walk and he was going to be paralyzed for the rest of his life and he literally thought himself back to a full functioning body and it's out of control it's yeah, crazy for sure for sure and uh, yeah for sure and I, I still you know i'm someone and I, and I write this in my book um you know i still obviously whether you believe in sort of scientific evolution or not it doesn't really matter it's science so it's, you know, a lot of it is fact. So, I mean, definitely don't ignore what doctors sort of say or, you know, what they recommend, but don't ignore the power of the mind either in it because sometimes they can shut you down and not really believe in that. So you need to have knowledge of both because I think, you know, sometimes some people take it to the extreme and they don't listen to what is being said, um, you know, on the other side, which is the medical side. And, you know, life expectancy has increased a lot compared to 100 years ago and that is, from the advancement of medicine. So like we, we can't ignore that because we've, we've discovered a lot of things about it. And, you know, where's the, what's the first thing we do when we're, you know, about to die, we want to get rushed to the hospital and use their machines. And so, you know, you can't take one with you. You got to, you got to mm -hmm. take them both. Because some people just ignore that other side. They start getting into that. And that's, to me, that's not really intelligent either. So I think, you know, use both, but definitely, you know, the power of the mind is, um, is that hidden thing that can really get yeah. somebody through? I actually, my, yeah, my accountant, uh, he had cancer and sort of got through and was talking to me about how powerful his mind was and how he knew people that had that same kind of cancer and and he was actually worse off and they died. And he said that you could just hear, and, and that's not to say that, you know, they would have been healed if they had have used their mind and stuff like mm -hmm. that. We don't want to make those predictions or assumptions. Um, but he was saying that he noticed a pattern definitely with all the people that he was meeting with the ones that sort of did get better or had a better sort of life um, that they did live within those few years or whatever, they, you know, were trying their hardest to sort of live a positive lifestyle and to keep that positive wow. mindset. So it's, um, yeah, very tough. I can imagine in a situation like that. And I know people close to me who have been terminally ill. So, but yeah, the, the power of the mind definitely does, does yeah. work. 100%. I know that. So I quickly want to go back to your whole epiphany wow moment because I was just thinking, you know, what if somebody listening right now is like, oh, I need a major shift. I need a major change in my life. But 
I'm scared because I don't have anyone that supports me. I am so used to this life that I've been living and I just, I don't know what to do because everything is going to change and I'm fearful. What would you say to somebody that's in that mindset right now? Uh, the only way to overcome fear is to face it. And there is literally, you can t- try and go around it all you like and you're just going to live a life that you're never going to be happy with. So I want to ask, like, or sort of ask those people in that situation, do you think that facing your fears in those moments is harder than living the rest of your life feeling like garbage? Mm, filled with regret. <laughs> You can face whatever you, whatever fear you like you have, um, and for that moment it might be scary, but turn it into excitement. Imagine, visualize, and think about all the benefits that you can gain from your life, and I promise you that will change. Instead of focusing on the fear itself, focus on what you're actually going to gain ahead of that fear. You have to take your mind to the benefits of what you're going to gain out of facing this mm-hmm. fear. And if you can keep focusing on that, it might take you a month might take you two months, might take you three months. But the more you think about those benefits and the more you feel them, um, I promise you, you'll just, you just mm. do it. You'll just Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, desire, the desire to have a great life will eventually overpower any fear you have. The love, the love for that will, will overcome anything yeah. for sure. But you have to focus on it. Your mind is, is, is everything. Mm. So when you change what you think, you change your life. So that's where it starts. Just change. That's not too scary. Just start changing how you're thinking about it. Think about what you, you know, write it down first. Write down all the benefits that you're going to gain from, you know, going on that trip or traveling. You know, some, I met a girl recently who wanted to travel on her own and she was really scared. She'd never traveled on her own. And she did it and she absolutely loved it. And she said it changed her life completely. Mm-hmm. She said she knows herself more than she's ever known herself and she just experienced things that, you know, she's wanted to experience her whole life and felt things that she's wanted to feel. So, you know, and that was her going back to those benefits and really thinking about for a long time what she's going to gain and eventually, and we, and we probably all do it. We've, we've been scared of so many things in our life, probably starting a new job, whatever, but you're doing it subconsciously, you know. Just bring that sort of thought to the front and think about it consciously and you'll do things mm-hmm. quicker. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's my yeah, that's my answer. Focus on the benefits that you're going to gain from facing that fear. For me, when I went through that whole transformation, I went through when I was 18 years old. Uh, you know, the thing that really trumped all for me was the scared feeling that I had uh, about regret. And I had read a quote. I remember it perfectly. It was like. And I love quotes. Quotes are my thing. And I don't know about you guys, but I <laughs> I love a yeah, good yeah. quote. Um, so, sure. well, yeah, your your Instagram, who says you can't, you do with like half a million followers, is all about quotes. Like I, people love. Yeah, quotes. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we 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 put a couple up there, just a couple. Yeah, just a couple. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. We put up about I don't know how many thousand now, but yeah, it's been good. They're mostly from the book, but yeah, um, you guys need to go check it out. But the the quote I remember it. It was like. Imagine coming to the end of, or imagine being on your deathbed and coming face to face with the person you could have been. And that yeah. changed, well, that was a game changer for me. That one quote, 100%. I still think about every single day. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I cannot wait yeah, for any more time. For sure. For sure. hundred. I agree with you 110%. I think that's, 
one of the biggest things for me. And I've always, I said a long time ago when I started this journey and I, and I knew it was going to be tough and, um, you know, people like, oh, they just wrote a book and they don't really know what, what actually goes on with it. It's just, yeah, it's a very hard journey and it is with what you're doing and what everyone wants to do when they're succeeding and going after something that they want. Um, and I said that to myself, I'm not going to have regrets and however I leave this earth, I'm going to do everything that my soul's come here to do. And I'm going to fulfill my destiny. I'm going to live it out and I'm going to follow my mind and follow, you know, the, the positive things that are coming through me and I, want to, and I want to go in that direction and whatever hurdles I have to jump to get there. And I've jumped a lot and I know there's a lot more to come. I'm aware of that. I will get over them. I will get through it and I will conquer. And that's what you have to say to yourself. It's not that you're going to escape um, hardships in your life. No way. But I'll rather have hardships and get what I want and feel powerful at the end of it, then let it defeat me and let it take over my mind. Mm. So, you know, you're not escaping hardship regardless, but you can have amazing times as well and you can have a great life and that will always overpower it. And, you know, this is life. I can look, you look at all the other planets in the universe and they're inhabitable, you know. You, cannot, you can't live there. They found water on what was it Mars? They found water on recently. No way. Was it the last few? Yeah, yeah. There was. They found water on one of the planets. I should know that, <laughs> but, um, I but you know, know that, that can obviously. That, <laughs> yeah, that can obviously. That's where life starts. But you know, as far as what we know, they're balls of dust. These planets and and balls of fire and and blizzards, and you can't live there. And look at our planet. I was saying this to my brother actually yesterday when we we're going on the coastal walk. Look at our planet. Look around you. Compared to all, we are on the lucky planet. We're blessed. Mm. This is actually a gift. We're the envy of the universe. As much as people want to think that this place is messed up and it's no good and you see what you want to see. Yeah, there's a lot of bad and, and I, I do believe in human beings. I do. Mm. I believe that we will, we will work it out. Mm. Um, you know, but I, I also think that we're just, we're dismissing What's going around us, every, what's happening around us every single day? Look around. Just stop and look around and think to yourself, I'm part of this. I'm a part of something amazing. I'm on, I'm on the greatest planet known to us in the universe. Yeah, there might be other planets with life on it. We don't know. And that's the whole point. We don't know. We only know what we know. And what we know now is that we are on a damn good planet. <laughs> And we have been blessed with life and there is life everywhere and it's beautiful. And the fact, it's amazing. The fact of the matter is, you know, it's the chance of one in 400 trillion for you to be here right now, for me to be here right now. That is the odds. One in 400 trillion is your odds as a human being. So if you don't think you're lucky, if you don't think you're special if you are just living this mundane life and getting ready to die and not doing anything significant and not living to your fullest potential that is the biggest waste of one in 400 trillion well you've already fought to be here you made it through you know think about that mm. <laughs> you've already fought to be here before you were born you fought to be here you made it through you know mm. you made it through you made it through. So that's, um, you know, we've, we've already fought. And if you can comprehend that for a minute, you know, mm. when, your parents, when your parents had sex 
and all these other little babies that could have been are fighting for this, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> fighting for life. Your soul, what you were before, who you are right now, touch your hands. That was you swimming and fighting and you made it. That's how much you wanted life. You know, you've already fought to be here. You deserve it. You deserve to live because you've already fought. You made it. Wow. That's incredible. You know, if you can, yeah, you made it. Seriously. So, so exactly. So if you want to, if, if, if you ever think that you're not strong and you're not powerful, oh, you're more powerful than, than the millions of others that didn't get through. You fought. That wasn't, that wasn't chance. That wasn't luck. You fought. So you deserve it. So you deserve to live. Mm. I just, I think that as a society, we're just, we're tainted. We're not looking at the right things. We're not concentrating on the right stuff. And I'm a victim to this too. You know, like most of my day, I'm distracted and, and I'm really trying to work on it. I'm really trying to, to turn off my technology, all all that jazz, but how, how do we stay in the state? Because right now, after that whole thing that you just said, I have such a nice, warm feeling. And mm. I feel incredible because of that realization and coming face to face with that that fact that I'm already a winner from the very first moment that you know I was conceived and, and I'm special exactly. and everybody else should feel that way as well. But how do we keep that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling, that happy, positive feeling throughout the day if we're just completely you know distracted and and ambushed with all these different things and our normal routines will come back like after in reality right now the people listening to this Mm. podcast they might turn off this podcast after listening and say hmm that's really you know that was interesting thought-provoking and they might just go back to their their normal lives how do we ensure most 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 probably will yeah but how do we ensure that, that people start making the change to start living to their truest and best potential. Well, for, well, first of all, let's hope that we've created new paths um, in their mind and they can now go to something new and reflect on something that will give them an amazing feeling and they'll never be able to switch that off because that's the main thing. Let's hope we've stretched their mind to a certain degree and now they're, you know, they have something to fall back on. But there is no way of staying in that state completely all day and every day unless you are sitting down and blissing out all day, which is unrealistic. So I'm not someone who promotes staying in that state because we're not going to be able to and we have the pressures of life and and people have pressures that I'm not even aware of. But what I can say is that there needs to be points in your day that you reflect and there needs to be a deeper understanding of life that never goes and that needs to be that deeper understanding, how powerful you really are, how strong you really are, what you are a part of and how grateful you should be for that. And I think, you know, if we can remember that and reflect on that and appreciate that multiple times throughout our day and when things are going bad to sit there and reflect and say, let's not forget that. Let's not to forget, let's not forget how special we actually are. And I'm actually alive right now. So that's like the main thing. I'm still alive. And that to me, you know, is something that can get us back into a good state. And we all go through things. I go through things where it's really hard to get back into that state. But I know that I've still got it within me and then it will come back and I will feel great and that that's, that's what keeps me going. So I don't think there's a way of actually staying in that state the whole day and just blissing out. But I think that there's an underlying knowledge and wisdom 
that needs to be held onto. And once you have that, and you have that by ingraining it in your head and constantly thinking about some of the things we spoke about today and what we just mentioned before about how powerful you are, when you can think about that constantly and meditate over that and visualize it and really feel it and feel how special you are to be alive right now, that will that'll go with you through your hardships and through your day and through your distractions. You know, that's um, that to me is the most important thing. And those moments of, ah, oh, you know, they'll come mm-hmm. and they're great and they're great. So, but life's not meant to be easy. Yeah. Life's not meant to be easy, but it doesn't mean it's any less special. Mm. that's for sure so you must have routines in place that you do every day that ensure that that you kind of get back into this mindset what are I dance they a lot. what <laughs> i dance I oh dance my god my i love that <laughs> i dance in my bedroom with my headphones on and think about where i'm going that's for sure um i like dancing that's but a total weight yeah, no, changer, <laughs> moving your body. Like that actually is something I learned yeah, I at the love Tony. It. I just get up and I'm like, yes, well, we got it. We got it. That's something I learned at the Tony Robbins seminar. It's like the best way to change your state and the easiest and quickest way to change your state is by just moving your physical body. So yeah, that's sure. totally powerful. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the morning. Well, the, well if, yeah, the more, I think the, the morning is really powerful. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're gonna, you know, have a blissed out day all day, like I said before. But what it means is that you're, you're learn, you're teaching your mind to wake up, um, thinking positively. Because I find our mind is the weakest in the morning, because we've sort of haven't been conscious and we haven't been able to switch off, or, or sort of like focus and redirect our thoughts where we want to take them for this eight hours or whatever it is. So I find I, I wake up sometimes too, and I'm like. You know, I'm a bit all over the place and you can, you can be negative and you can you know, sort of bring up these bad emotions and you can go through your day with them. So I just, I wake up and I just go through what I appreciate. Honestly, I do. And I still do that every single day. And I've been doing that for years and it changed my life. I'll get up and I will force, I will physically force focus on things that I appreciate in my life and things that make me feel good. And I'll imagine light going through my, through my soul and through into, like through my heart, into my head out of my head into other people and into things in the world and I will connect with the world, you know, from my bedroom before I've even left my house. Mm. And I will bring things and I will and I will ask the universe, I will ask God to just to bless me and to keep me safe and to protect my family and, you know, to help me get through everything in my life. Um, I, I, I sort of, I say thank you more, more than I ask. That's one thing that I do. I, I always make sure that I say thank you. Um, for more things than I ask I think that's a very important thing so to be grateful more than more than your desires of you know physical things or whatever that is be grateful for the most important things in life so I will remind myself of those more Um, you know family and close friends and and things that I have within me to be a great person I'm not always a great person I'm a human being I do things that you know sometimes go against things that I want to do I believe or we all do it we're all hypocrites and if anyone makes out that they don't do that then they're hypocrites. So don't ever think you're not going to stuff up along the way or, you know, you're going to be this perfect person or you should be so hard on yourself. I am as well. I'm, I'm a, like I can be a perfectionist. So, um, but you've got to remind yourself that you are a human being. You're subject to fault, um, but you can, you can make yourself feel better. I do believe that. Mm. And take things, you know, take things as they come. Don't, don't, don't stress too much. I know it's so much easier said than done because we all do it, but just, just relax. It's all good. Absolutely. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. Just chill out, you know. 
Yeah. Just, it's all good. It's all good. Think about it. Put things into perspective. Don't think of things worse than what they are. Think of them how they really are. And if we do that, then we can actually sit there and say, oh, it's actually not that bad. Mm. Put yourself back in the now. Look at your hands. You're here. You're cool. It's all good. It's all right. You're, you're alive, you know? Yeah. Totally, totally, totally. You know what? You actually just answered the final question I was going to ask you about if you had a morning routine and if you did, what was it and what did you do? And obviously you do your gratitude. Do you just do it in your mind? Do you do a you meditate or do you write it down? Um, I sort of do it throughout my, like as I'm making my coffee in the morning, mm. having my breakfast, you know, sometimes I go, I get a glass of water and I, so I pour the glass of water. I'll have it there and I will just imagine. So I like having water, you know, it's life obviously. So I will visualize those things and I'll get a really, really good feeling that comes through me. I, I will not drink the water until I have that. It's, this is just a little thing, whether it has any physical benefits or whatever, I don't know, but it's just something that I do for myself and I've been doing it for years. I will not drink that first glass of water until I hit that place within me that's of complete um, bliss and euphoria. And I do that mainly through bringing light through my body. And I feel that sometimes even to get me in the zone, I think of my, my nephew's smiles, you know, the way they laugh or like something that makes me smile. And that's so, like so much enjoyment in life for me. Something so simple would just, you know, make mm. me smile. And when I feel that moment, I think about things that I want, things about things that I'm, that I'm grateful for. And then I'll drink that water, take a deep breath and let's do it. Let's start the day. Love that. I know they're going to come up. Things are going to come up. It's going to be tough. Whatever, every day has its own challenges, but we will get through and we will conquer the mind. Whatever it wants to bring forth, we will win. Amazing. And I've been doing that, you know, um, with my new book. Yeah, I was so going to ask about that. that. So let's talk about that yeah, before yeah, yeah. we finish off. So let's, what's it's it about? Like a drop, it sounded like a drop that, hey, let's talk about my new book. No, I want to <laughs> talk about it. So tell me, it's called The Modern Breakup, right? Modern Breakup. So I've actually changed my style up. So I haven't written nonfiction. And this is the funny thing is I haven't really, I've write quotes and stuff, but I haven't written in any sort of book format a nonfiction self-help book in years. I've been working on a fiction book for two and a half years. So even doing interviews like this and try to get back into that space and talk about that other book, it's like people don't realize because the book was I so self-published initially my first book and then it got picked up by Penguin Random House in New York mm. and um, Hatchet. It's really Hachette. Hachette apparently. It's a French pronunciation <laughs> in, the, in the UK. Yeah, Hachette, but it's I think everyone calls it Hatchet, the publisher yeah. in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got corrected on that. <laughs> so yeah, that, they picked it up, and that was released at, uh, only at the start of last year. So people sort of like assume it's like just come out, and that's the thing with art, you know, and creativity and whatever it is. Sometimes things are done years before, and we don't know. Like movies and movie scripts are written six or seven years ago, and they're just being released, and we think they're new. Or a song was made two years ago, and now it's just being released and it's blown up. So things take their time. Um, so yeah, been writing a fiction book for the last two two and a half years, doing notes for about a year and then for the last year and a half started really writing it. And it's a contemporary romance novel. I don't want to give too much away, but the main character is a girl. Um, it is reflected by other people and other characters and there's a couple of guys that get into a conversation. So they let a few cats out of the bag. And, yeah, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Is there like a personal growth be- twist to it or it's completely different? Yeah, no, I think. I think I think in any you know even the title the modern breakup I think there's growth in that completely mm. you know and I think we can all vouch for that whoever's listening there's so much growth in that mm. so 
I'm not going to tell you what she sort of finds about herself in the end, but there's a lot of self-reflection and um, there's a lot about the games that go on in today's society and, and us not acting on instinct and, and overthinking and overanalyzing and not allowing ourselves just to be and to connect with other human beings um, and to self-sabotage. You know, there is so much, there's so much involved in the book and there's so many different layers. I really honestly couldn't even talk about it all right now because, yeah, yeah, it's just, um, there's just so many elements to it. It is off with the editor at the moment. So we're not too far away. I think June or July should be out. But, I'm um, so excited to yeah, read it. It's be, yeah, it's going to be definitely an interesting read and I've tried to make it different to anything else that's out there. So let's, um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I've got a really good feeling about this. Amazing. Well, guys, go check out Daniel. Where should the listeners find you? Which Instagram? Um, Probably, yeah, who says you can't you do or my personal one, which is Daniel underscore Chidiak, either or. Amazing. And go stay up to date. Definitely for inspiration inspiration and stuff. Um, Yeah, like who says you can't you do. We post a lot of stuff up. Oh, yeah. On there, but yeah, I post up some silly stuff on my my normal page and just whatever. Love it. Me, Me teasing my nephews and giving him a bit of hell and then beating me up. So <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Daniel, for your time. This has been an absolutely incredible episode and very eye-opening, and I think everyone is going to love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Let's touch base when I'm – where are you now, in Toronto? Or I'm in Toronto, or- yes. Oh, awesome, awesome. I'll be traveling around. So, yeah, let's um, let's touch base.